Welcome to Podcasting with Our Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are back at it with some brand new hot analysis. Hey, friends, I'm Ern Mardia. My name is Brennan, ba- Brennan, and welcome to another season of The Bachelorette. Uh, we are here in. Indian, we are here. <laughs> we are here in Indian Wells, California for Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. Indian Wells, who knew that Indian Wells had like the world's largest and I feel like longest staircase <laughs> ever. For real. Like how Home long? Girl how was many coming times? up and down those stairs. That was most of the episodes, Michelle climbing stairs. How how many times would you have practiced those stairs before your season? I would every single moment for free time, I would be practicing those stairs. I was the week before I would have been like, I'm gonna wear all the dresses. I'm going to practice. And then I still probably would have gotten halfway down and like rolled. Like, <laughs> I probably just said, we're not using the stairs. Find me an elevator. Find me a different oh, yeah. meeting room. I'm not doing the stairs. That was too. I get that they were going for like glamorous, which everybody on the internet has been talking about how, how much they must have hated Katie because her, her season basically took place in a Walmart and Michelle has gotten like, Sky's the limit, you know, with yeah. her ad campaign and everything. Like, I saw, things. I saw something last night where it's like Katie's first season versus uh, Michelle's season. One was the guy on the t- on the toy for Katie's season. It was the guy on the toy fire truck. Oh, and yeah, Michelle's yeah. season was the one on the real fire truck. Yeah, I did see that. I was like, oh man, I wonder how. Again, though, Katie's not super high maintenance, so maybe it had something to do with that too. I yeah. get it. Katie's season was COVID. Uh, but still, <laughs> they put so much more effort into Michelle's. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, we are back at it again. We have, like, basically no downtime. Nope. Um, we had, uh, what, a week in between? One week, yes. Um, to, you know, to hype up, hydrate, do some stretches, and right into it absolutely um so yeah let's get started uh we start the episode we're gonna learn we're gonna learn the things about michelle that we already knew about michelle which is how how sick of of uh the teachers thing do you think you'll be by the end of this i am kind of done i am michelle's occupation is to this show what colton's virginity was that's what i feel like this is or, or being a teacher is yeah. Colton's virginity. Well, the thing we is, about it every single day. The only thing that's nice about this is that we have two things about Michelle. She's mm-hmm, a teacher mm-hmm. that plays basketball. Yeah. So we. I have, think I'm going to get sick of both. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, real quick. Like every man last night was like, "I like basketball." You read those bios; they're all like, "Oh, basketball, balling." Oh, shoot hoops into my heart. Like, please stop. Yeah. Please. Uh, so we are reminded that Michelle's a teacher by seeing her teach, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. at the same respect, I guess I could be a teacher because I can film a 30 second clip explaining something. 100%. We, like we don't, we don't know any, like... we don't need know any more about Michelle, the teacher than we did yesterday. No, not a one. Uh, we talked to some of her students. One of them says it's weird that she's going to kiss, like, 30 boys. I'm just These like, yeah. students are just all over her romantic life. Remember when she was with Matt and that kid was, like, literally grilling Matt? Yeah. To be like, so are you going to marry Miss Young? What are your intentions? What else does she have? What else? Do, like, they can't ask them. They can't ask, like, normal questions. They have to be fed questions. It's so contrived. That's what's going to get on my nerves about this. What's crazy is, like, someone says it's going to be weird. She's going to kiss, like, 30 boys. Like a kid actually understands that that's weird, right? A kid doesn't know that's weird, uh, but they said they they told they just told the parent what to have the kid say, mm-hmm. and we moved on. But we we're also reminded that she played basketball in college <laughs> at a D one university, might I add, in Peoria. Yeah, they, I remember there was somebody I had forgotten about this until one of the guys was like. It might have been might have been Clayton, um, but one of the guys was like, um, "Michelle's a D one athlete. I'm a D one athlete, so I think this will probably work or whatever." And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I Please. mean, 
let, let's hold off. There's a huge difference between Mizzou football and Bradley basketball. Right. I'm like, are you serious? Come but on. I get that. And then we're also reminded the only racial element of this season so far is that Michelle is biracial. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that will probably come up several times, though, because as we get to know some of the guys, a lot of them are also biracial. Yes. So I get the vibe that this is going to be. And I'm glad, like, and we talked about this before, you know, I'm I'm glad that there is a representation, B, important conversations are having, being had on air on such a, such a significant show, like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, I just hope that it doesn't get to a point where it's, like, again, contrived a bit to be, like, have these, have these big conversations, well, you know? Well, it's... That's going to be determined, I think, by who she picks. Because mm-hmm. if she starts to pick a homogenous group one way or the other, then it's going to be less. Like if her final five is all white people again. Yeah, then. Then, then the conversations aren't going to really be had. Yeah. That, that they, like, I mean, she might talk about it from her standpoint as a woman of color, which I think yeah. that would be fine. But I just, I don't know, when I was thinking about this and, and you know, those of you that aren't watching, like, I'm a woman of color, so I feel like I can, you know, say this, but, like, I'm, I don't know, I, I'm just hoping that I don't hear the same conversation over and over again with the different, each biracial man trying to relate to Michelle on that level, you know, to relate and to connect. I just don't want it to be, like, a redundant sort of thing. Because before, you know, it was it was a good conversation to be had with as boring as he was and as terrible as the season was, Matt James. Those are good conversations. Um, Ivan and Tasha, you know, Tasha being mm-hmm. getting to a point with even her life and her um her sense of being a, a, the lead of the franchise and being a biracial woman, um, too. And so those were great conversations to have, be, to have organically. I just hope that it's not repetitive after, like, during this season. So, yeah. But I'm here for it. But I'm just, yeah, I don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so let's just jump in. Uh, we do, do we, I don't want to talk about the video packages. Uh, no. Okay, good. So we can just go yeah. ahead and get started. The only thing that was interesting from the video package segment was with the girls randomly going through everybody's stuff. Okay. Okay, though. All right. How uh, do you no. feel about this? Don't. I'd have been like, <laughs> I'd have been like, TV show or not, you're not going through my stuff. Get out of here. Exactly. Like I even got a text from again, my beloved bachelor loving mom was like, wait, okay, let me let me just see if I can find this text. And because like it. my thought is like I don't, unless there's something in the contract of being on the show. That says mm-hmm. I can go through your stuff whenever I want. Yeah. Then you're my not mom allowed to do that. My mom texted me and said, "No one needs them spying on these guys for her, even though, um, even though he was weird. She needs to figure these things out herself." <laughs> she was like, "That's weird. Stop going through their things." Yeah. Like I just didn't. I was surprised that it was happening that way. It did give off, a, and as much as I love Caitlin and Tasha, it gave off like a weird sort of like. We're your, we're her friends here to like look in on you, but then also yeah, going through people's stuff was just a weird. It was a weird. It was a new level of weird for this franchise. There, I honestly, I think that they just know that these two in this scenario are not going to work in any way, shape, or form. So might as well do weird stuff because they, I'm going to be honest with you. They're not good hosts together. Okay, that's also, I, I did cut that out because I didn't know if my mom would be like, I changed my mind. But her the first line of her text said, I will be so happy when Tasha and Caitlin are gone and Jesse Palmer becomes the host. I really think, <laughs> and like, they may be friends. Yeah. But I really think it's like overly pushing it. It, like at first, it was fun during Katie's season because it did give that supportive level of like, "Hey, we understand what you're going through. We're also fun and funny. Like it's you know, it's cool." 
But now it does feel like they're like these sorority girls just be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, la, 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 let's be in the bushes. Like, I, I don't know. It's almost like they hired a comedian to like tell them what to do at all times to try to make something entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Even the end, the, the very end, spoiler alert, when they when Tasha hops in the bed mm-hmm. and they're like rolling her out. I didn't crack a smile at all. Looking did at you that. just spoiler alert the blooper at yeah, the I did. end? Spoiler alert something dumb that no one will ever care about. No. <laughs> but yeah, like even that, I didn't crack a smile. I was like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing these antics that, again, they're just like drunkenly laughing <laughs> or they're probably sober. It, That's I, probably also the thing. Oh, sober. yeah, they're probably stone, stone sober. And they're just like. Uh, they're just trying to be funny. Like, I saw it yesterday, Taisha posted the TikTok of them, the two of them just dancing in, like, one of the hallways of the resort from from the first filming night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this for? It's just to be like, hey, we're so funny. We're so fun. We're so He's fun, so and we, we care so much about each other. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Wait, I'm just like, I'm gonna, I don't know. It sucks because I love Tasha, and I do love Caitlin. But yeah, I I think after these two seasons, I do I do think that they could have done so much more with them. I hope that their hosting style changes and evolves throughout this season. We do have a lot of more weeks. We're just as I day. I don't see it because I think they have they at that point had already scrapped the idea. Hmm. So I think they're just like, whatever, just finish the season with your stupid hijinks and we'll move on with a real host that we've been priming for uh, by hosting his own show over the summer. Yeah. I should have seen that coming with that weird surfing thing. I should have too. I, I feel silly not thinking about it. Yeah. Like now that I think about it in hindsight, I'm like, they literally led us to, they planted, they put breadcrumbs with the trail. They led yeah. us to this. Like, Every week. <laughs> the Bachelor of Paradise was on. Right after it ended, you see Jesse Palmer on your screen. Yeah. They're literally like, remember, Jesse Palmer's going to host this weird, unnecessary surfing show that's not The Bachelor, but they might fall in love. <laughs> it's I don't like, think they and did. also, there's Bachelor people that are hosting with him every now and then. It's like, I think they came in one time. Right. Total waste. Okay, know. so let's get started with these men. Uh, one of my favorites, probably my favorite of the night, is up first, Nate. Nate is real. Is, is I thought it was weird at first it was N-A-Y-T-E. Yes. But it's a nickname for his incredibly long, which I'm going to try to pronounce without butchering it. Babatunde, Obafemi, Robert, Nathaniel, Olu, Olukoya. Ooh, man. Michelle yeah, says that good. was a good, good start. And she says, holy crap, when he walks away. Okay, Nate. Nate was yeah. good. Nate was cute. He real cute. He real cute. Yeah. Uh, next is Romeo. He's a 32-year-old mathematician. He speaks to Michelle in French and says, My name is Romeo, and I hope you'll be my Juliet. I assure you that our love story won't end in tragedy. So, of course. Like, he's going to play up his name. Yeah. I mean. And he's else? all right. He's, he was all right, yeah. Uh, next was Jack. He's a 30-year-old former army officer. Uh, reminded me of that guy from... Uh... Oh, This Is Us. Yeah, from This Is Us, yeah. Manny Moore's husband. Uh, yeah, his haircut's a bit more Jess from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Same guy, you guys that are watching. Um, yeah, he... I can see that. He's 30. Oh, he's an army officer. Okay, or former army Yes, his, his name is Jack Russell. And to go with the dog theme, he said, I'm ready to play tug of war for your heart. He was in my uh, lineup, my Rose League lineup. Well, you butchered that one then. I sure did. I lost some points. Oh, and also Nate, again, <laughs> Nate carried me. Uh, he was not in my lineup this week. That's, and how, you get second pl- that's how you get second I place. I did see your ascent to the top. Okay. And I was Let's jealous go. of it. Let's go. I was jealous of it for sure, for sure. Next, we have Clayton. He gave her a yardstick and had her hit him on the butt. And he said, I plan to be on my best behavior. So hopefully you don't have to use it. 
but this time only I will allow one free swing. Once again, this is the beginning of the uh, teacher jokes that are just like we did have somebody come dressed like an apple too. I liked so. him though. I liked him. I like the fact that he called her out on knowing so much about so many different apples, which is weird. <laughs> if you would have said, he, when he said he's a granny spit, I'm just like, okay. Right. Like that did not phase me at all. But yet she goes through all of the different red apples. Like I was like, wow, Michelle. She was like leaning hard into that teacher apple thing. <laughs> She's like, I'm a teacher. So I do have to know all of the apples. Yeah. Uh, our next person is Jamie. He's a 32-year-old biotech CEO. Dude's probably making bang. Mm. He... Jamie's weird. Oh, he no, he was weird, but he's probably making bang. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, Jamie does not look... Okay, if he's the guy that I'm thinking of, he does not look like he is 32. Oh, was he, he, like the guy, was he the guy who looked like he was like 40? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like okay. he's 42. Yeah. I remember him. I'm just like, bro, you're not 32. That's literally what I was thinking the whole time when they're sitting there talking. I was like, there is no way that that man is younger than me. <laughs> if he is 32, then he has spent the last 30 years on aggressive hard drugs. Right. Like, there is no way he is 32. Maybe, he's just maybe saying that's... he's 32 to be like, I'm such a young CEO. Maybe that's just, maybe that's what biotech CEO does to you. I mean, he's like president. You come in looking 40, leave looking 80. Oh my gosh, though. Like, all right, while you pull him up, he's 32. If I, while you pull that up, I'm going to go through some rapid fire people. We talked to Chris G. Uh, He said, he said, she's a rose in a field full of daisies. We have Malik, Alec, Will. Pardeep and Olu and all of these people don't mean anything no but here's Jamie yeah he yeah he was definitely like 40 for sure there's no way yeah he's not younger than me <laughs> no I and refuse then, to accept this this is where we start our string of ridiculous entrances we have Chris S He's a commodities broker, and he sh- shows up in shorts. And These are the men arrives that in a school bus forgot. and a backpack. Yeah. And this is where I started to get irritated with Caitlin and Tasia, who felt like they needed to share their opinions on all the guys showing up. Yes, because they're doing that weird, like hanging out. You know, at least with Katie, they were inside, so it made it look like they were being professional. But this time, they were showing yeah. outside. Maybe that's what it is—the word you just said, "professional." It looks like they're being professional. It feels like it feels unprofessional because there does need to be a level of, and I didn't realize how much I needed this, but there does need to be a level of profession, professionality, professionalism. <laughs> but like, there does need, and and as much as I complained about Chris Harrison forever. Yeah. He did bring that level of like, I've got, I've, I'm holding this together. You know, I'm going to make sure that this is a smooth transition, a smooth pace. You know, I'm going to hold the ship. Yeah. Steady the ship for you. Mm-hmm. This, they do not feel like they are, are the captains of this ship. No. So yeah. No, no, no one's I- the captain of the ship. Um, next we have Garrett. He's a 33-year-old tech CEO. So many CEOs. And he wore he brought a cane because he broke his foot a little bit ago, apparently. Yeah. Right. And he's the one who walked up and was like, my family told me to break break a leg. Well, I broke my foot. And I love how Caitlin and Tation thought that it was a um that it was a a, a bit. Like they're like, is that a is that a is he really? And I was like, that man's walking with a limp. Like, <laughs> You're so stupid. They're so stupid. Like, what? <laughs> uh, we have Brandon K, a 29-year-old brand manager from Austin, Texas. I don't know what that means. Is that the guy with the underwear? No, wait. Oh, no, he's, oh, he's no. the guy with the with the Mardi Gras beads. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. When he And then he tried to make the joke 
again, but it was like, she was like, you can have your beads back. And he's like, show, you need to show me your heart. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, you already won. You told the joke at too long of length. You left too much room and too much time. So it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. You got to tell it a joke like real quick. Yeah. Uh, next is LT. He was the one in the tuxedo speedo. He's a LT is the one that um, I don't know if you guys ever listened to. I know we talked about the podcast with Knox and Jamie. Love them. They did a bachelor recap recently and they made fun of LT so bad. That they were just like, yeah, no, this guy's, this guy's going to go home. Absolutely not. And a, sure enough, yeah, he gets a, a limo like that. He's a 30 year, 38 year old yoga guru. I would buy that Jamie was 38. Yeah. Jamie looks older than LT. <laughs> uh, maybe they got their numbers switched up. I'm, 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 my mind is blown. Uh, next, we have Rick. He's a 32-year-old sales rep. And he came in the the um, the food del- the uh, room delivery cart. Yeah. He seemed... I, I, I liked, didn't like, I I didn't liked really, the bit. The bit was okay, but I liked him. Yeah, yeah. Like, that. maybe that's it. But he does have sort of a vibe of, like, I feel like I would like him, um, but he does have this weird, like, smooth way of talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's the tone of his voice that's, like, very, um, it's very calm. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I keep, I, I'm just like, what's, what type of person are you, Rick? But I do like, I do like him. I do like the fact that he stayed as a platter, like, the whole time. Um, until do, you think, later. do you think that's part of the deal? Like you can do a stupid a stupid gag, but you but have you to remain that it. way until she till she allows you to stop. I mean, Apple Man did say dress like an apple like forever, so maybe maybe yeah. yeah. If you're gonna uh, do, if you're gonna do something silly, commit to it. We have Ryan who shows up in an ice cream truck. We'll talk more about Ryan later. There's a lot going on with him. Uh, yeah, he circles back to that, uh, Tasha and Caitlin going through people's stuff. Yeah, well, I, that's why I didn't want to, really want to talk about it things. We're going to talk about it eventually, so I didn't really want to mm-hmm. talk about it twice. Uh, we have Rodney, a 29-year-old. The Apple dude. Who, a 29-year-old teacher's pet. He's a sales rep from California who says he's a Granny Smith. I'm just trying to be the apple of your eye. So it's a apple of your eye plus teacher reference. I, 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 I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> I do like the fact that he is dressed like an apple. <laughs> he is one that I feel like I would have remembered. I would have been like, give me that apple guy. Let's go talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next we have Peter, the 26-year-old pizzapreneur. I don't remember which one that was. He was a guy who said, buongiorno, principessa. He said, hello, oh principal, gosh. I guess. Oh, my gosh. And then he threw a slab of pizza dough in the air. Oh yeah. He's a manager of a pizza parlor and says that he changes one he changes lives one slice at a time. That's cute. Uh next we have twenty six year old Daniel. He's a firefighter from Austin. He shows up on a toy fire truck. <laughs> and then he he says, I heard, so I heard there's a fire here, but it looks like it's just a smoke show. <laughs> Which Oh Oh my gosh. You know how I feel about the term smoke show. I hope every season between now and the end of this franchise has someone calling someone a smoke show. I can't handle it. I literally was like, I had, I was drinking my pumpkin spice latte. I had just looked down when he was like, oh, it's just a smoke show. I literally, (laughs) I put it down and I was like, stop. (laughs) I hope, I hope that someone, I hope someone the first week of Clayton's season, just a 27-year-old girl from San Diego talks like Chasen talks. It's like, <laughs> Clayton, you're a real smoke listen, show. Listen, man, I'm just here because I heard, you know, I heard about you, saw you on Michelle season, you're just a smoke show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great. I would like to see the table I, I tell you, a woman every calling se- a man a smoke show. Every season I want someone called a smoke show. <laughs> I also imagine that, like, Jason is watching. He's watching last night, comfortable on his couch. He hears this guy say smoke show, completely gets away with it. And he's like, what the hell, man? Nobody's going to say anything? No, I think he sees it as his legacy. 
every time <laughs> someone calls someone a smoke show, he's like, he's like, he's like, yo, well, there I am. There I am. I live on. <laughs> they live judged on. me so that you could say it freely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah. he says that he's going to be the best fireman until PJ shows up in a real fire truck and a suit. I just get why were these why why are there firefighters like what do they think is it because teachers take their classes to see firefighters on field trips I don't understand why these men were like I'm gonna bring a fire truck (laughs) real or fake I don't understand I don't know I really just all I know all I know is these gimmicks are a sign of uh insecurity Oh, 100,000%. Because Nate yeah. Nate and yeah. Clayton walked up like the big boys on campus that they are. And yeah. if you just show up in a blaring lights, blaring sirens fire truck, mm-hmm. that's because you're, you think you're in the inside, deep in your soul, that you're not good enough without it. And that's okay. You need, to, you need to do something to be remembered. Yeah. You're right. Nate just walked up and was like, I am who I am. It is what it is. And Look, she was like, I am handsome, I am intriguing, and you will like me because I am Nate. I will see you inside. And she did. I like it. Uh, Next we have Brandon J. He's a traveling nurse recruiter. He shows up in a bed and then tries to get her to get in bed with him. Yeah. And Michelle says, I normally don't get in bed, get in bed on the first date. And she sits down and politely chat, politely chats with him. Traveling nurse recruiter. I wonder if he recruited Noah. <laughs> Maybe they're friends. <laughs> uh, we have a few more rapid fire people. We have Spencer, who is arriving dribbling two basketballs, which was pretty neat. Uh, we have mm-hmm. Brian, a former NFL player. We have Jamari, who rips the sleeves off his suit. Yeah, and that was then- crazy. And then Edward, and then Leroy. Leroy. Leroy just takes a picture with her. Nothing nothing crazy. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. He's a uh, biomedical PhD student from Dallas. Okay, Leroy. I see you. Uh, we have Martin. He does a backflip, sort of. Like, not very well. And then last but not least, we have Joe. Yes, we have Joe. Joe is from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and apparently they chatted briefly in the DMs until he ghosted her. Yeah, what did you think of this interaction? Because I I don't know. Like, I'm always trying to feel like if something is fake, if the producers have set something up, if something is... How did Joe end up on this show? You know, like, they either nominate you... Um, or I think normally, video. normally I would think that this was sketchy, but I think it's just harder now to mm-hmm. do their jobs. And this only happened a year ago. That's true. That's true. But so I, I, I think what happened was they saw he was from Indianapolis, mm-hmm. saw an opportunity for them to create a love story that is not hampered by distance. Saw a biracial, at least biracial, if not, if not fully dark, fully African American man, mm-hmm. love story, in the city with no issues, and then they just jumped for joy when they heard the DMs thing. But what are the odds? What are the odds that someone who she DM'd? Um... I, I I think the the DM thing is a coincidence, but I think the Minneapolis thing is not. Okay. I mean, I, just, I wouldn't be surprised if it would, the whole thing was planned out. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Because, like, also, like, I, you know, especially when he said that he, when she said he ghosted her. Because, okay, let's set this up. Because, like, he arrives. He says something to her. He's very charming. He says that he's from, you know, Minnesota like she is. So she doesn't have to worry about distance. Yada, yada, yada. Where she would have to do this with all these other guys. And then she's like, you look familiar. And then she's like, have I slid into your DMs? Like, you could literally see her, like, the wheels spinning in her brain. Like, you look familiar. Have I slid into your DMs? Is your last name Coleman? 
Yeah. <laughs> and I love that he's like trying to get away. And then when she says that, he's like, yeah. <laughs> like cool guy, like, all right, you caught me. Yeah. Um, also props to Michelle for sliding into DMs. Like Good for her, yeah. I need to be better at sliding into DMs, like on this Bumble journey that I've been on. Also, Bumble, if you want to sponsor us, support my journey on love. Absolutely. I'd be, I'd be great. Um, but yeah, I just love that she yells that out. Have I slid into your DMs? Is your last name Coleman? Like he's like Cinderella leaving, running out of the ball, right. <laughs> dropping a shoe. So yeah. uh, she, he walks away. Caitlin and Tasha uh, go up to her to figure out what's going on. She says, we messaged back and forth about basketball briefly. And then he That's goes. That's also to what I don't understand. What? How are you going to like, we messaged back and forth about basketball. Well, maybe she was going to get there and then he ghosted her before she had a chance to. I guess. Oh, but this is what I was thinking though. Like when he ghosted her, I was thinking, I was like, was that before that like it was announced that she was going to be the bachelorette was this after, you know, like maybe he ghosted her to be like, Oh, she's going to be a bachelorette. I'm going to save it for TV. You know? No, because do you remember what he said? Why he stopped? Yes, which is what I also thought. This is what made me think about the conversations that are going to be have. Yeah, so this, this this whole DMing exchange happened a year ago at this point, and a a year and a half ago from now. Mm-hmm. So this there's a lot because yeah, this was filmed in like this was starting in like July or August. Yeah, yeah. So so it was a little over a year. From okay, and that's true because then she would have been just going into Matt's season, I guess. Yeah, almost filming. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the timeline of this. Matt's season started in January, right? Yes, so and the George Floyd stuff happened last summer, it was May or June, but it went on, but it went on for like the year, so well, that's I, what I was like trying to pinpoint when. I, th- I think it was pr- it was probably right after it happened and all mm-hmm. the unrest because remember they're in Minneapolis. Yeah. So it probably they probably messaged for a couple of weeks up until late May, early June. Mm-hmm. And then she went to go film in probably August. August or September. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because yeah, I, I just got to thinking like Sherlock Holmes, where I'm like, at what point were y'all messaging? At what point, you know, were you messaging like during after, right after the shooting? Were you messaging after the verdict or, you know, during the trial? At what point was it too much for you to want to get into a relationship? And I just love, what did you think about his, his, for lack of a better word, excuse for ghosting her? If it's not accurate, then he's a trash bag person. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, if you were going to use a national tragedy to be like, I just wasn't in the right headspace for a relationship. If if it's anything but the absolute truth and he's a trash bag, and mm-hmm. if it is the truth, then maybe they are meant to be together. Because she she obviously, in talking about that during Matt's season, she took that really hard being in Minneapolis as an African-American person with African-American yeah. students. Yeah. So if that is yeah. the truth and he just like, was like you know having a really hard time mentally right then. Mm-hmm. Then maybe he cares enough socially for this to be a good match. I hope so, but I know she is still thinking about stuff. I don't. See. I think he's going to have the hardest road. Which is interesting because I think that normally you would think, oh, he'll probably have the easiest upward trajectory of relationship. If if the DMs had just ended naturally. Mm-hmm. like the initial spark of conversation mm-hmm. like went away because their lives got a whole, got busy. Then yeah. I think he would have the easiest path, but because yeah. of how it ended, he's going to have the hardest path. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes in and then the key, she talks to the, she talks to the girls. Uh, she says that we messaged briefly about basketball. Then he goes at me and they ask, is she happy to see an order to see him? And she said, She's not sure. She's both. I would feel conflicted about that too if yeah. I were her. I'd feel weird about it. And then we go ahead and go in. And then we go ahead and get the party started. Uh, really, the conversations are just whatever. They bored me. 
this is the point in the night that I started to get bored and I may or may not have. And by may or may not, I mean, I did fall asleep for five minutes. I do, Somewhere I, I, while, I, I, while she was walking down the stairs again. I think I was like, here's the part where I can take a nap. I'll wake up when she when she gets to the bottom. You know what's really sad? I started to doze off during the rose ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. I Yikes. mean, it may, it may have been impacted by the fact that over a wedding weekend this past weekend, I got uh, six hours of sleep Friday night. And two and a half hours of sleep, uh, two and a half hours Saturday night, and like six Friday night. Oh, good lord! Yeah, I'd say that did impact a little bit of it. I think it's probably. I mean, also a year and a half of poor sleep because my child does not know how to sleep. But that's. I really had no excuse. I was just tired. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, I mean, that's a, my child's lack of sleep is for a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these conversations though. I was, I was glad to see, and I know that there's going to be inevitable drama with yeah. these men, but it did seem like they were, they were rooting each other on, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they actively wheeled Rick into the room for, you know, like, let's get you some time, you know, yeah, they, they, um, they made sure they got their boy some time. Yeah. Like they, in the way that they were talking to each other, some other guys too, they were like, who hasn't gotten time, you know? So it felt like they were being, at least for the first night. It felt like they were being respectful of each other. And the first night usually is pretty chill. Yeah. Because you haven't found out who you It didn't seem like there yet. was any villain yet. I mean, we had a villain, but we quickly got rid of him. That is true. Um, but even with that villain, I well, okay, we'll talk about him. Uh, she talks <laughs> to Jamie first. She He says, you just, like, smile with your spirit. And, like, that means nothing. Exactly. It means nothing. Uh, like literally Jamie I just don't understand who this man is <laughs> uh, we talked to she talks to the pizzapreneur next who feeds her cannolis love oh cannolis. yeah that guy I she love cannolis I just they look they look amazing I've, I don't think I've ever had one but I think they I don't know if I've had one but they look amazing I don't think I've ever had one I just know about take the gun, leave the cannoli, or take the cannoli, wait. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Leave the cannoli. I freaking love the Godfather. How did I watch that? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, That's like my favorite movie. Oh, can we edit that out? No. No. Uh, She she goes ahead and talks to Joe next, and we kind of jumped ahead with the uh, the ghosting thing, but he says that he, Mm -hmm. he's... She says, I was surprised to get a few responses back. And then, you know, someone forgot to hit send. Joe explains mm-hmm. he had a lot going on. I'm the head of a property at George Floyd Square, three blocks away. I had a lot of shootings, murders, and a lot of things going on. And at the time, it just caused a lot of anxiety. If And then, uh, so yeah, he works in real estate with his brother, who is also a former basketball player for the University of Minnesota. Okay. Let's reevaluate what he just said here. I had a lot of shootings, murders, and a lot of things going on at the time. It just caused a lot of anxiety. And if you think about it, even if even if you don't care about the people, murders on your property are not good for sales. Absolutely not. So that makes sense if he's the head of the property. But I'm just now realizing, though, he's... And the head of a property at George Floyd, George Floyd Square, three blocks away. So this actually doesn't mean that he was even saying that he stopped messaging her around the time of George Floyd's murder. He was affected by the stuff that was going on in his neighborhood and by his property. But then he probably... It was probably re- it was probably renamed George Floyd Square. I doubt it was. Yeah, at the it time. was. It was. But what I'm saying is, like, I was thinking that he was talking directly about the shooting itself that affected his. It's probably both. It may- maybe. I, I, just, I, I guess I'm still just trying to figure this man out. I I think that you can't be a person of color in Minneapolis and be not at all affected. Oh, for sure. But when you're mentally affected by the situation itself. 
and the chaos that is, it has put your work in mm-hmm. by basically showing up a de- showing up at nine o'clock in the morning and seeing dead bodies, trash, and shell casings all over your properties. That's that's mentally exhausting during the day, and then at home, and then at home at night, you're seeing riots on TV and praying yeah. that your properties aren't further destroyed or there's not more dead bodies on your property. Yeah. So, okay, the way that you just put that, I'm going to give Joe a little bit more leeway. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm just I'm like, more, I'm really trying. Hard. I'm trying. Because <laughs> like you said, if if that's not the reason that he stopped talking to her and he's using that as an excuse, I don't know. Uh, he under, she, Michelle's understanding says you didn't have to be ready for a relationship. You just had to communicate that you're not in a good place right now. That's it for me. Respect is a huge thing. And my hesitation here tonight is how do I know that you're not going to shut down again? Very fair. Fair enough. Because this is a this is another taxing process. Mm-hmm. So we can have yeah. you shut down in the most important weeks because things get really difficult because they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk some more. And then he goes away. Uh, it seems like people are a little concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's talking to Spencer when someone ro- uh, rolls in Rick <laughs> and then she finally gets him out and wait let's talk about the fact that Spencer is a financial crimes analyst what that sounds fancy like a white collar kind of thing yeah that's gotta be like like is a tax evasion and racketeering and stuff yeah that's fun <laughs> Probably a good time, honestly. But in rolls Rick. In rolls Rick. Head on a platter. Uh, she feeds him a strawberry, and then he gets out, and they have a hug and they chat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it was. I, I'm. I just don't care. They weren't. Uh, nobody gripped my attention even with this joe thing it didn't really hold my attention long enough for me to be like but this guy this guy the next guy ryan uh so while she's talking to rick katie and caitlin and Tasha. oh sorry after that uh michelle spends some time with ryan they go out and have ice cream at his truck and chat for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which the ice cream thing was cute. I had forgotten about what they had found in his room, to be honest. <laughs> uh, they chat for a little bit. He said he's a farmer and coaches special ed. Yeah. Which I was already literally forgot about the misspelled folders. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Oh, he could be a good catch. All right. Special Olympics. All this stuff. He fed her ice cream. I love ice cream. I want the best for Michelle. Sure, she wants the best for Michelle. (laughs) We thought he wanted the best for Michelle. Right. Uh, Caitlin and Tasha go ahead and pull Michelle aside. Let her know. Let her know about the paperwork in his room. They just kind of break down some of the. They give him like the the Cliff's notes of of what's in the room. And then allow her to decide what she wants to do about it. So she is upset. I don't understand why they didn't tell her earlier. I mean, I get it for producers, like drama purposes. Let's wait until she meets with him. I think I but think that's 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 the only thing. Because it's the weirdest thing to be like, oh, by the way, Michelle, we've spent about a couple of hours with you now. You've already met some of these men. You literally just sat outside with the guy that we've been holding this information about. And now we're going to divulge the secret. Like, Michelle, can we talk to you about something? This is where they started to get on my nerves. Yeah. They already got on my nerves about going through people's stuff. But then I found them annoying, particularly doing this. Uh, she, Michelle goes downstairs, grabs Ryan again. And they go up to his room. And she, he tries to, uh, he says, I'm very new to The Bachelor. I had no idea what to expect. I saw on Twitter. I think you were literally about to say what I just grabbed my phone to the, say. The picture, Carry of, on. the picture with him 
and Ben Higgins and a collection of bachelor bachelor women. Yeah. Yes. His homeboy was bachelor at Bachelor Live on stage. <laughs> like so. I, just, I don't know. Excuse me, Ryan. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw that shortly after the last night's episode. So he he after a minute or two of trying to direct her to what to look at and what to avoid, he eventually she eventually just shoes him out mm-hmm. to read all to read everything. And then he comes back out and says and I think her issue was the notes weren't about me. The notes were about how you should act. You have to write notes about how to be yourself. Yeah. And I think that's for me. That's what it really comes down to. Is it wasn't like it wasn't like he watched her YouTube or her Instagram or her TikTok and was like, okay, this mm-hmm. is how she talks. This is what she likes. This is what she doesn't like. This is her sense of humor. But it was all about how to behave on the show, mm-hmm. how to behave when cameras were on. Yeah, and like the note said, like how to not be the villain. Um how to act like you're interested. Here are some topics to act like you're interested. Did you see the first person he was supposed to be emulating? Oh, was it Jason? It was Jason. Yeah, but did you see the notes? Like, it was like he wasn't, a, like, oh my gosh, what was it? He wasn't, um, he wasn't, like, a typical, the typical lead or something like that, and he was also, like, um, oh my gosh, I'm just going to look it up, because Jason actually tweeted about it and was like, should I be offended? <laughs> Oh, yeah, here it is. Who to emulate, not your typical bachelor, wasn't a standout. Ryan, should I be offended or flattered? And, like, then there's, like, a zoom in of the um, notes that, like, with the folders, which also, what what gives with the folders? Like, it was really going all in for the teacher thing. My, like, my favorite part was that bachelor was spelled incorrectly. Bachelor was mis- misspelled. He had folders like a fifth grade student, and he had the flower drawn on it like Poorly. a weird like tulip or something. Poorly. It wasn't even a rose. And then did you see a strategy was capital S, capital T, strategy? Yes! I died. That's what got me. It wasn't even the fact that he had a whole book of notes. It was those things. But that capital T was what murdered me. I was like, for that reason, I'm out. It was just so poorly done in every way. It was so crazy. And then he says that he got the notes from, it was his friend's wife. He was like, she made the notes for him. Which I get because there was. When she read them, did you hear what she read? It was like, don't like hold some of this stuff back because you come off as, um, it was like very arrogant or something like that. Some like stuff apparently that his friend's wife had said. I think there was partially her, partially him, because there was some definitely things about, like, this quality about you sucks. Maybe don't show it. Right? Like, when she read that, I was like, dang, your friend's wife hates you. (laughs) (laughs) And not only did she put you on blast in a folder, but now she's actually putting you on blast on national TV. Her nose just got red. (laughs) Like, Yeah, but, uh. This whole thing, though. This whole thing was crazy. So they chat for a minute longer, and then she says, "I think I'm gonna have have to listen to my red flags." And he, she says, "I'm gonna have to walk you out." Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he just packed his bags then, or someone else had to go back and pack them. I feel like okay. So here's the deal: I I texted you, and I was like, I don't see what was so wrong about this at first, and even though there were notes, and he had these like. I don't know. I mean, I don't really see anything wrong necessarily with like preparation for going into such a machine of a franchise. You know, I mean, he was there to get to know Michelle. He was there to figure out how to put his best foot forward. Um, I I think that my problem with his notes were just the direction that the notes were were given. It was not... Mm -hmm. If you have a one-page notes about Michelle's likes, dislikes, history, family, and like notes about her sense of humor from her TikTok or Instagram or Twitter, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But there was notes about how to avoid a bad edit, which bachelor people to be like and not like. Yeah, that is what kind of that was my problem. That's if what it, got me. Like I said, if it was two note cards, one of them were things 
and they were both just notes about Michelle. Yeah. I don't think Caitlin and Tasha even tell her. Yeah. About the notes. You're right. But it's the fact that the notes were like, be like this person. People like him. Under there was Mike Johnson. He's a swagger. Be like Mike. Like mm-hmm. it's not how to it's not how to fall in love with Michelle. It's how to be loved by Bachelor Nation. Yeah. And that like now talking about it in hindsight, like that makes sense. Because last night, I'm not going to lie to you, I literally was like, I don't see what the big deal is. He made some notes. And, you know, I would probably make notes if I were going on TV in this. Um, But yeah, just real quick, there was a meme that was shared, like we talked about this, him being on stage. Um, But this says, yeah, so Ryan played The Bachelor on stage for ABC with Bachelor Live on stage. And it's like, whoo, child. (laughs) And it's a picture of Whoopi Goldberg just looking like, what? And there he is. If you zoom in, yep. there he is. Been, yeah. up, been up front, him in the back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you cannot say that you do not know anything about the show. Yeah. The internet will find you. Uh, so then he go- she goes ahead and walks him out. She comes in and talks to the guys. She says... Uh, Basically, what she says was, uh, I need you to be open and vulnerable and not lying to me. And if you're going to, then you can just go ahead and leave, which is what they say every time and no one ever leaves. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of comments on Twitter that night, last night, after this happened, saying, what? Someone who's emotionally mature enough to have something bad happen and continue talking to people? Right. Okay. I did think of that. Because the total normal thing would be like, I'm so overwhelmed, the cocktail party's canceled. Because everyone, every other lead would have just said, let's just go to the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. And she goes, mm-hmm. no, these people need to be talked to. I need to know who I have a connection with. Let's power through. Mm-hmm. I was really glad to see that. Also, there was somebody that commented on social last night that said, Michelle's uh, disappointed teacher energy was giving me <laughs> Like when she's like, I... I need to read this. And she's looking over this. Yeah. She was so disappointed. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, great. She talks to Nate next. She ta- he, she basically pushes him to talk a little bit and mm-hmm. says that her parents are, di- his parents are divorced and his mom is re- is divorcing her, his stepdad, who was like his best friend. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, I've never seen my parents kiss. Little things like that. I want my kids to be able to see. So I'm like, Nee, what what sort of role models have you had for good relationships? That's my... I think we'll probably get to that, but it's probably a friend. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe an aunt or an uncle, or maybe his yeah. grandparents are still together. I'm hoping there's something. Yeah, hopefully. Because but he's, yeah, seen, he's, he's never to... seen his parents kiss. It's like, wow. Okay. But he's also... He probably he seems determined to not allow that to happen because my mm-hmm. something similar happened with my wife. My wife, her parents divorced when she was six months old. Mm. So she was also determined to like she knew how hard it was to be mm. the child of divorce. So she's like, I don't like I want to make differences. So mm-hmm. yeah, in that sense, it's probably good too. Uh, she, he talks to a few more people. We move on, and then she brings Nate back to give him the first impression, Rose. Yeah, Nate. And then I think that was the only kiss of the night. I think so. Unlike some other, and no offense, people kiss they want to kiss. But I do, I do like the fact that Michelle seems like she's very level-headed, and she's like, I'm not going to, I'm going to do the show my way. You know, um, and I think that is kind of nice that she, it's like she kind of kissed only who she was really into at that time. She she kissed fewer people on her episode with 30 men than Katie did in some episodes when he kissed both Demi and, like, when he kissed, like, Demi and Mari in one episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like the fact that Michelle, and I don't know her reasoning behind it, or maybe she did kiss somebody and it wasn't great screen time or whatever, but, like, the fact that she seems to have kissed only the person that she's like, okay, for right now, I really like you. 
tomorrow yes. it could be two other two three other men whatever but for this first night my first impression is you and historically speaking even though Tasha didn't and Caitlin's first impression rose was was her first impression or not Caitlin Katie was her first impression rose Thomas yes yeah so two strikes maybe this third one will go back to the trend of ending up with her first impression race. Thomas would have made it a lot further if the whip, if the if the majority whip, if the majority whip <laughs> and the uh, the deputy whip had not forced him out. He got taken out. He got taken sure. out. He would he would have lasted a lot longer if it hadn't been for Aaron and James and Trey. And for that um, for that therapy session with your boy. Yeah, when uh, they, yeah, when they give you, yeah, even Nick said that he wasn't really a fan of Thomas. Yeah, so that's what really got that did him yeah. in. Well, after um, this, sorry, go ahead. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll yes. see with Nate. After this, we jump right into the rose ceremony. We have roses for. I'm just gonna read them because they don't mean anything to me yet. They absolutely mean nothing. Uh, Jamie, Leroy, Martin, Spencer, Rick, Clayton, Peter, PJ, Malik. Romeo, Daniel, Brandon J, Will, Chris, Rodney, Alec, Pardeep, Chris G, Casey, Alu, LT, and Joe. So she kept she kept Mr. DMs. She sent Jamari, Jack, Garrett, Edward, Brian, and Brandon home along with Ryan. The only bummer to me was Jack because I liked the name Jack Russell, but also the fact that he makes me think of Wishbone and Fraser's dad's dog because of Jack Russell Terriers. Uh, did you see the uh, the preview? Um, yes, I did. Uh, it turns out we have another actor this season, but we're gonna—it's an actor we're gonna know about apparently. Yeah, who do you think it is? I, I don't know. They all seem perfectly bland. Right. Okay. 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 I'm glad that you said this. Look, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to reserve judgment because it's night one, and right. only the crazy stand out night one. You are right, but that was my first impression. My first impression, Rose, goes to overall bland. Like, you know how Time Magazine gives, like, um, the person of the year, it can be, like, a person or a group yeah. or just a thing? <laughs> like, my first impression, Rose, just goes to the, the word boring. <laughs> well, to be fair. None of these men have hooked me. She was clearly into Matt, and Matt had nothing to provide. So like then what's what's to say that like well, she's gonna get to the freaking end of the show and she's gonna pick somebody and we're gonna be like hmm. like what does that say? Is her type of man just boring? I mean she's got a Is, she has a busy life. I don't really think she has time for a crazy person. Okay, okay. Teaching so is hard work. Me out with this then because this might be a spicy take, but here's what I was thinking too. Michelle is wonderful. Michelle's the teacher. Michelle plays basketball. What if Michelle herself is boring? No, I don't get that. Really? Because I feel like she's boring. Did you not watch her? She was the yeah. she was the funny blooper scene at the end of Matt's season every time. Okay. Every You're time right. it was something fun she did or something silly she said. She okay, was the only right. she was the only fun one. You're right, you're right. I did forget about that because they edited her in a way that seemed boring. So are they gonna edit her bachelor season to make her seem boring? I need to see Mich- I need to see funny Michelle. Like hey, gave hey, Katie hey, that hey, edit hey, Ernie, where she was like weird. Ernie, Ernie, you're getting really down and aggressive on night one. And yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to be happy about this. And I'm you're, you're not down helping. Down and aggressive. You're down and aggressive, and it needs to stop. We are night one. You can't be like this already. I'm too jaded. I've been too jaded by all these back-to-back seasons. We discussed this before we hit record. I know, but we Matt can't. Matt James really did us wrong. Peter Weber did <laughs> us 
wrong. We have been, been done dirty too many times and it has to stop. Remember, Tasha's still happily engaged to Zach. You are correct. So and this, Katie is still doing her thing with Blake. I mean, that one's not as interesting because it only happened like six months ago, but... You're right. You're right. So who knows? We just have to relax. It's okay. <sighs> All right. I'll take some deep breaths. I did get a massage last week and I have been going to the chiropractor. So that will probably do something for me and my energy, which I just went to the chiropractor last or just like an hour ago. So you think that... I forgot. I got hyped up again. You got you to gotta slow the hype. You're right. You're right. I need to calm down. But don't be surprised if this is boring again and I get aggressive again. I would rather you not. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. We had nine yeah. people in our Podcasting for the Right Reasons Rosalie group last Guys, night. Guys, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. Like, I knew it would be fun, but partaking in it, is so much fun. I think my favorite part is watching my ranking rise and drop while the show is on. Your ascent to the top, like I said, I was jealous of your standing. And then you were like, whoop, whoop, done. And then Team Dominique. Dominique, our, I don't know if you're actually a, if you're a listener. Congratulations, Dominique, on a dominating performance yeah. on week one. Way to kick our butts. Um yeah, like we said before, we are going to figure out some fun ways to have, like do some stuff with this and maybe do some prizes. Um, but join us. Hop on. I will reshare. Actually, I'll I'll put it in our highlights so that you can see the video that Brendan made um, just doing the directions and everything. You just set up your set up your own account and then you search for us. Podcasting for the right reasons. It shouldn't be hard to find. We are a featured partner. Yeah, it pops right up. You just hit join, and then you're added to our team. And then you pick your standing, and then, boom, while it goes on, you live watch, like Brennan did, his ascent to the top, and then his crash and burn. I held a steady six out of- Crash and burn, I got second place. Okay, whatever. I'm dramatic. I'm feeling aggressive. All right, you already called it out. Okay, my bad. But I held a steady six, six out of nine, like- I think I was at four, five, and then I held that six for the rest of the night. I was bored with my own standing. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I was glad maybe, I didn't get lost. Maybe the standing felt your dismissal of the season. And okay, it could have been the energy your... that I was putting out into Bachelor Nation universe. And you can't be putting that energy out. Right. Um, but also, guys, it's super fun because you can do chats, too, on here. But... Uh, yeah, it's a really great fantasy kind of league sort of thing. Um, but it's it's like an, a super easy fantasy league. You're oh, not yeah. committed to a bracket. Uh, you're committed to four minutes a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the fact that it changes though. I've already I've already picked my my entry for next yes, week. I mean, and it as you ex- it locks in Five days from now. As you would have expected, people like Nate, who got their first impression, Rose, Clayton, who's exp- who is our new Bachelor. Those names are expensive. Less popular names are cheap. So you mm-hmm. just have to try to... Get the, the, the name of the game, if this is value, who is low on the list that you expect to be important? And then that's yeah. the name of the game. So I do have one question about this, though. Yes. So who determines what their value so so rosalie determines the value but do they pick like most likely to call the bachelorette attractive crack a joke all this stuff like that's how they divvy up the points i i think it's probably projections yeah okay like in in fantasy football we there's professionals who say based on the situation in this game and then past production Okay. This is this is how many catches for how many yards, how many touchdowns we expect them to score. So okay. I think it's ba- they're probably just trying to guess based on people like Nate getting the first impression rose. They expect him to be popular. Clayton, they expect him because he's going to be the bachelor to get a lot of screen time so people know who he mm-hmm. is. So they're basing that based on screen time from episode one and maybe projections from either things that happened or from previews. Gotcha. But like, because 
on, yeah, I'm looking on at Paradise. Nate's. I did on yeah. Paradise, and for every week that she was on it, Demi was the most expensive person. Because really? you can always expect Demi to, whether she's in a relationship or not, to be in the mix. Yeah. That makes sense. Like Kenny. Kenny also always very expensive. Yeah. I'm looking at Nate's uh, standing right now. And yeah, he's his 10 points because of first impression rose. He's got four points for calling the bachelorette attractive, four points for cracking a joke, three points for kiss make out, six points for talk about a family ex or past. So that gives him, he has an average 27 points, but he is worth 20 points right now. So, yeah, I'm excited about this. I think this is great. Um, We are super happy to partner with the Rose League. Um, They've been sharing some of our our posts and content. So shout out to them. You guys are great. I'm I'm glad that Brendan has been using this and is able to teach us all about it. Yeah, so So. the the video that she's talking about showing me, showing you how to find where to, what the lab app is called and where to find it on the app store and then how to set your lineup is available on our, on our TikTok at right underscore reasons underscore pod. Mm-hmm. It's available on our Twitter and it's also available on our Instagram. And it's also retweeted by the Rose League itself. Yeah. So you can find the video of how to do that anywhere or download the app. It's not that hard people. Mm-hmm. If you can listen to this episode and enjoy it, then it's not that hard. It's super great. Yeah. Well, I, I love it. I love it already. So yes, it's a lot of fun. And also, we want to try to plug it more because we have one lowly patron and we agree. We appreciate him greatly, but there's a lot of people listening and a lot of people that follow us. Yes. So more support would be greatly appreciated than that. That is our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. Uh, four bucks a month. We don't, we're not asking a lot from you, but we would really appreciate that as we continue to roll improve our content, improve our equipment. And it's going to be a lot easier to get prizes for you guys on things like our Rose League if we have more money to spend because we don't get paid to be here. But we will one day. One day. One day we will get paid, but today (laughs) is not that day. All right. Ernie, I will see you next week. All right. Hopefully things aren't boring. Bye. Bye. Bye.